0: Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
1: You have 47 new voicemails.
0: Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
2: Let them have it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com.
3: While you were sleeping, we started the show talking about the Knicks' big win over the Nets, Jalen Brunson, legitimate star. It's amazing to me. Now who cares really about the NBA All-Star game, but the fact that, and I'm not trying to take away from Julius Randle, the fact that Jalen Brunson is not an All-Star, but Randle is, is just wrong. I mean, Brunson is the Knicks' best player by far. He is the face of their franchise. They finally have. A star point guard in Jalen Brunson. Now they need a star to go along with him, in particular at two guard. It's great to have Josh Hart. He's been tremendous. A throwback, a 90s Knicks type, which I love. With 27 points for him uh, to go along with Brunson's 40 points. By the way, Brunson, 40 points, no turnover. It's just an incredible game for him as he continues to impress. But the Knicks need an upgrade over R.J. Barrett or Quentin Grimes, really one of those two. And R.J. Barrett's the biggest disappointment. He's just inconsistent. He can't shoot. He's the guy that's holding the Knicks back from being a team that maybe could win a couple of rounds in the Eastern Conference. Right now, though, you look at it with the Knicks finally beating the Nets first time uh, in nine tries. They lost nine straight prior. And I, and, I look, I get it. It's cheapened without Durant and Kyrie there, obviously. But still, uh Knicks needed to get a win and they did in a big way at home. You look at the standings in the Eastern Conference, the Nets are going to come back down now without KD and Kyrie. Even though they're okay, they still have some, you know, solid players. They're not going to they're not a top 6. Certainly not a top 5 team in the Eastern Conference. They'll come down a little bit which should make room for the Knicks to get into that top 6. And, you know, it's just unfortunate. It, it really is a shame. I didn't think it was too big of a deal at the time with Mitchell the Knicks not getting him because I didn't think that the Knicks, even with Donovan Mitchell, would do much damage. But I made a mistake. Uh, I, I underestimated how good Brunson was and how good this Knicks team could be. Remember, too, we're coming off of last year where Randall was a total disappointment. Who would have thought that Julius Randall, if I asked you last year at this time, oh, yeah, Julius Randall, you think he's going to be an all star next year? Who would have ever thought that? I'm more surprised that Randall, even though he did it two years ago, I'm more surprised that he's bounced back to all star form. Than I am that Brunson has been a stud player. I thought Brunson'd be good, but this level good. So I was surprised that the Knicks are this good, which makes me think if they which makes me think if they had Donovan Mitchell, they could be a top four team in the Eastern Conference and maybe do some damage in the postseason. But they didn't get Mitchell, and here we are with RJ Barrett. You know they need that spot to turn into two players that drive me nuts, Barrett and Obi Toppin. If they just had one star between those two top picks, they'd be in a far better place. But still, point is, even though we know the Knicks can't win a championship this year, still a fun season to try to enjoy, especially now with football being officially over. You know we're six weeks away or so from opening day. Time to get into the Knicks and the Rangers and the Islanders and see what these teams have. Over the course of the next, you know, six weeks or so, the next month or so, um, while we kind of wait for baseball. We've also talked about the Super Bowl, of course, and, you know, some Mets, some Yankees along the way as well. Really, whatever's on your mind on this Tuesday morning. 877 337 6666. John is calling from Bayonne. What's up, John?
4: Hey, Sal, what's going on? Uh, I want to piggyback off of the, uh, last, not Stuart, the one before that caller, talking about the officiating in the NFL first. Mm -hmm. He, um, I don't think it's rigged. I don't think it's you know the fix is in like you said, but there's some things that kind of just make you question it. Like I remember watching I don't know if you I'm sure you saw it, the Tim Donahue on Netflix. Yeah. How the league was kind of telling him you know to watch this or call certain things um or do certain things. You don't think that that happens in the NFL? You don't think that they say you know to try to maybe push a push a narrative kind of not necessarily rig it, but kind of push that narrative like Mahomes chasing Brady, that would be crazy for the league. You don't think that they try to push that a little bit?
3: I I hope not. I mean, I can't – I get what you're saying. I I can't think that way because it would ruin sports for me. I I can't believe that that would be the case, that they're trying to push. Now, you could say look for certain patterns or, hey, look for this guy that does this. That's different than saying, hey, let's try to get Mahomes back into the Super Bowl or, hey, let's try to get Mahomes – another Super Bowl win. I can't believe that that's taking place. I'm not going to go there.
4: Yeah, I just, you know, you see some of the calls, and and it just makes you wonder. You know, you see one, and they don't call it, but then you see another that to us and to on the screen, it looks, you know, pretty damn close. But But how about the first half?
3: How about the first half of that game? Where the Chiefs got screwed out of a call that should have been a holding yeah. call, call or early on, and it was not. So, I mean, what's the excuse? They were pushing yeah. the, the narrative with Mahomes. How come, you know, the, the that call wasn't made? Or how come the Chiefs were no. allowed to be down? How the Chiefs allowed to be down by 10 points at halftime?
4: I agree. I agree. You know, and, and the conspiracy theorists will say, well, they got to do that because you know, <laughs> they got to make it look fair. Yeah, right. You know? Um, ex-
3: ex- explain explain Super Bowl 51 to me. What was the logic there? Let's let uh, Matt Ryan and the Falcon fans think that they're going to have yes. a Super Bowl hey, yeah. win 28 to like explain that to me. I wish the fix oh, was I in know. and they wanted somebody else to win instead of Brady at that particular point. I just I just can't uh, to me it's a it's a cop out. I can't believe that sports are fixed to that level. Um the the the,
4: other, the last point that I want to bring up is um uh, specifically to the Jets. I mean, what do you think we're doing at quarterback here i mean i don't i'm not in love with the rogers idea i mean he's great don't get me wrong but yeah last last year he was terrible and i don't think he's worth giving up you know all those draft picks that they want but so what would you do who else is there i know that's what i'm saying i have no idea it doesn't look like Derek Carr is coming here um it looks like he sold um where he's going but i don't i, I don't have well, a better what do you mean? Why? where's Carr gone Oh, they had the talks that he was going to go, where was it, to the uh, the Saints, wasn't no, it? No, he's not going,
3: he turned down a trade. He's going to be a free agent, oh, I think, today, I mean, right? They have to, uh, he'll become officially a free agent today. So, I don't think anything's been decided on Derek Carr yet, or tomorrow. I or would, if, if
4: I had to pick one of the other, I would pick Derek Carr personally. I know Rodgers has had a a better career overall, but I just don't think that he his personality, his type would fit in New York to begin with. And number two, I, th- I think it's just getting old. I mean, the Jets have been the kings of getting old, you know, almost washed up people and doing nothing with it. Like who, like who, uh, Brett Favre, uh, what's his name, Ladanian Tomlinson, uh, Le'Veon Bell, you know, right, Le'Veon Bell. Tomlinson was all okay. Frank Gore. I mean, everyone that we got, it's just like, all right, they got maybe a kind of a good year and then they're terrible and then we yeah get the I think, well, I, think this is,
3: doing? I think this is different though John and thank you for the call and look you're not alone in maybe preferring Derek Carr to Aaron Rodgers I think that's nuts I don't even think there's a, a close comparison between the two quarterbacks uh, I do believe Rodgers personality would play well here in New York believe it or not Guys that don't play well in New York are guys that are sensitive and insecure. Aaron Rodgers is not that. He does not give a crap what you or I think. That plays well here. That will play well here. He's going to be him himself regardless. He'll talk about the darkness for 4 days, he'll talk about the hallucinogens and all that other crap that we don't care about. As long as he wins, We care about wins here, and he will win. All he's done is win. Now, obviously, you know, Rodgers is so good that we look at him in a negative way because he's only won one Super Bowl. Oh, look at this guy. Yeah, he thinks he's good. He's only won one Super Bowl. But every year, they're in the postseason. Even this year where it looked like they were dead, they made a run to the final week and were relevant before getting beat by Detroit. And he had a strong second half to his season. His the, the worst of Aaron Rodgers would be a billion times better than anything we've seen with the Jets in a very long time. With Derek Carr, there's still an unknown. The comp that I have with Carr is Kirk Cousins. Would it be better quarterback play than what we've seen? Sure, absolutely. Could they make the playoffs? Yeah. Could they win the Super Bowl? No, they cannot. With Aaron Rodgers, they could. I'm not saying they would or they will, but they're in the conversation. That's the difference with the two. That's why I'd go all in for Aaron Rodgers. What do you care about the draft picks at this point? You need a quarterback. And if you could give up those top draft picks to get, the best available quarterback, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I mean, Rogers still right now is a top quarterback in the league. Even at his age, even with the you know, not being as great as he was, I still think he's got at least a year or two left at a high level in him. He's the guy. Hector is calling from Washington Nights. Good morning, Hector.
5: Good morning. And I agree with you on Rogers. although I think he could easily have his own thumbs-down episode. But he'll move past it with no problem. But <laughs> I can see that happening.
3: Well, if he wins, right? You, you could move past it if you win. He can make well, fun yeah. of the fans and, and the crowd if, you know, say something goes wrong. He'll call out the crowd. Remember, he did the whole relax thing a while ago. He'll pull one of those things. That's fine. But he's got to go out there and win. Otherwise, he will be blasted unlike anything he's ever seen before.
5: No, no, for sure. I agree. I agree. But uh, glad to hear. Sounds like you had a good vacation. Um, of course, we missed you, so good to have you back.
3: Thank you, Hector.
5: Well, i around a few things here on the mix and then the last few days. But you listen, man, you're talking about Randall. Nobody would have thought this about Randall coming this season. I would have, considering that, you know, I kept trying to defend him last year and saying there was had to be something else going on. So I'd say that to say to you is were right. about... Yeah, no, it's not about being. No,
3: no, but I'm <laughs> serious because there had to be something else going on. It doesn't make sense. Last year was just, it was ridiculous what was going on with him. The drop off in performance, and now that he back, he you know, picked it back up. Clearly, there was something going on last year.
5: Yeah, no, but I also I don't think we should put it. You know, the whole all star thing. We should put it as oh, Well, you know, Brunson should be the other. Randall, maybe they should both be there. They should both be there. They both well deserved. I mean, you know, Randall. The last couple of games have been a little not even quiet. He's been 31. 30 points, he, there was three games in a row, both of going Right, but
3: if points. you had to pick, I guess the point is, and you're right, who cares about the All-Star necessarily, but my point is, if the Knicks had to send one person or if there had to be one player picked from the Knicks, Brunson's the guy. Brunson's the best. Forget about even the All-Star. Who's the best player on the Knicks?
6: <laughs> I, I, I hate that question. No, but
7: I hate it's Brunson. That. What do you mean? You can answer oh, yeah, the question?
3: I, I, Who's the best player on the Mets? I, I can ask you the question. Well, you can pick a guy.
5: Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. But uh, those, those, those are tough. I mean, because your best player might not be my best player, but then doesn't mean either one of us is right, right? That has to be somewhere in the middle. The best player might actually be X player because of whatever reasons, you know? To me, it's like, let's have them all do well, you know? And listen, I agree. Brunson, and I wasn't the biggest Brunson fan, right? I, I have to admit, and I'm, I'm here also to shout him out on that. The guy has been phenomenal for this team. He's been everything that we've needed, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Whether I agree with his style of point guard or not, man, listen. I, I, I'm all for the kid. I'm happy that we have him. Um, You know, could it have been different if Mitchell was here? I don't know. I don't know. I'm glad we have him, though, because I feel he's done part in helping Randall to be better, along with him taking care of the other stuff. Um, And he's made the team better. And at the end of the day, I'm about the team being better, the team growing and winning. And and there's a lot of young pieces. And then you you, you come to this Josh Hart piece, this addition, man. Oh, my gosh, i I love this kid, man. I love what he brings in. You know, we could talk about, oh, he's not going to score 27 points every night. I don't care. You know why? Because I expect him to do whatever it takes on that night to help the team win. Is he going to be perfect every time he's going to do it every time? No. But I expect him to go out there and try to do whatever it takes. So last night it took 27 points. That's what he gave us. Another night it might take maybe, you know, 15 rebounds. I feel like he could give us that. Well, you get it max effort.
3: You get max effort both ends yeah. of the floor at all times. That's something that you got to love, regardless of how many points he scores.
5: No, and you got someone that wants to be here, man. You got someone that's happy to be in New York, whom I, at first I was like, is this guy in New York? I had to look it up. Is he from New York? Because he wants to be here so bad, and, and he used to feel like, we're not used to seeing that. We're used to being turned down by people for the most part, right. unless they could come here and get the most money, you know? Uh, Fadamire, which It was a move that I was happy about, but still, he probably came here because of the money. I, although, I did take Sotomayor his word when he said he wanted to come here and be part of turning it around for the for Knicks and all that. But whatever. We're not no, but this that. was
3: different. Yeah, this was different with, with Hart and the comments that he made. Before he even set foot on the floor, you're in love with him because he knew what his type of... Play means to this city he nailed it. that's exactly what we've been saying. I've been talking about it for years that they need more players like that. This city loves a team that's hard working, good energy, blue collar, and that's the type of player that he is
5: absolutely no <laughs> like the first thing I saw was that uh, he put out like an Instagram video I think it was and it and it ran around on Twitter and he was um oh jeez, that song that, that that New York song I'm from New York, he was singing along to it. Oh, my gosh. And I'm like, okay, uh, uh, this this is good. And then he posted the the the, the, the jersey and, and everything he said, man, everything he said. And like you said, he, I think it was you also that said earlier. He could fit in on the 90s.
3: Yeah. Breen said <laughs> he, it on the broadcast. I was saying it yesterday. Breen said it on the broadcast as well. That's the highest compliment that, in my opinion, that you could pay a current, Nick.
5: No, for sure, for sure. Um, so, listen, I'm just excited. I, I, I think this team can mess around. And even before the whole Nets thing, to me, I always try to look at my teams and see how they can be better, right? It's why sometimes I argue with you about the Mets when you tell me, oh, but this team, I don't care about this team. I care about how our team can be better, right? So I'm looking at the Knicks and I'm like, ah, man, if they can do this better, if they can close out these games better, they can maybe make it up to a five seed. You know what I'm saying? And now we see what's going on with the Nets. And and, and, and and more people see that, it, okay, this, this can happen. So I'm hoping that it happens. I'm hoping that this team keeps going. Um, unfortunately, listen, I don't want to give up on RJ Barrett because, you know, we talk about being young. We talk about golf. And you look at Randall and you look at this and you look at that and you see how players go through stuff. You look at that, Edwin Diaz go through stuff here and, and, and look how he's come out. So you, But I just don't know if RJ Barrett fits on this team. I, I just don't know if he does. I don't know if he has the, the aggressive.
3: He's not any good. I mean, I hate to be blunt. He's not any good. Actor. Yeah. He can't I, – I kind of, he's a shooting guard. I kind of go- agree with that, stuff He's a shooting guard. Go- and I, the the thing that stinks, and thank you for the call, Hector. Good to hear from you. The thing that stinks about it is he's got a great attitude. I think he's got the right attitude, even in this town, to succeed. He's got the right work ethic. He, he's, you know, working hard to try to improve. He did show improvement from year one to year two. But he's just not good enough. A shooting guard who can't shoot. Whose strength is attacking the rim, but has an issue shooting free throws. <laughs> I mean, what, what? Oh, is that all? I mean, come on. A talk show host that can't talk and doesn't really have opinions. Oh, what good is that? It's unfortunate. but And then the Knicks, on top of it, extended him, which is even a bigger problem. I didn't want to, my initial feeling on R.J. Barrett was I hated the pick. I didn't like it. I didn't believe in him for all those reasons. Then I saw him get better from year one to year two, and I wanted to hold out hope, and I liked that he wanted to be here, and I liked the intangibles that he had. So I tried to give him the benefit of the doubt, saying, you know what, I'm not going to write him off just yet. Let's see. Maybe he can improve. And it's just enough. Like It's frustrating watching him. The good news is it's As frustrating as it is watching R.J. Barrett, that's as great as it is watching Jalen Brunson. I could watch him anytime, anywhere. It doesn't matter who they're playing. He is a fun player to watch. Maybe the most fun player to watch in recent memory. I mean, I'd rather watch him than Carmelo. Name a Nick that's more fun. Even Randall at his peak a couple years ago or this year, nobody to me has been as fun to watch as Jalen Brunson
0: Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
1: You have 47 new voicemails.
0: Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We're
2: down to 50 seconds left in the fourth
0: quarter. Sparks. When this happened, you talked about it
2: on the fan. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app.
3: 5 a.m., the warm-up show with Al and CeeLo. Just saw CeeLo outside. Jerry off with the Rutgers. 877-337-6666 is the number to call. Mark is calling from West Babylon. What's up, Mark?
2: Good morning, Sal. How you doing today? How
3: how are you, Mark?
2: I'm doing well. Listen, I I have to chime in. I I really got a kick out of uh, all you guys talking about how you think your life is over. Yeah. Because you have kids. I know you guys are only kidding. I'm sixty-six years old. I have a grandson. Don't worry, fellas. Life gets better. I promise you that. Uh, you ever hear the joke where the husband turns to the wife and says, "Hun, uh, it's a beautiful day. What do you think? That's the golf." And she says to him, "Let me get your sweater. I think it's going to be a little chilly out there." <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I love the golf. I have plenty of time for my wife, my grandson. I even, I'm a baseball umpire on the side. You'll probably hear from me more once baseball gets started. Uh, And life is wonderful. Yeah, Even well, with the kids growing up. You yeah, yeah no,
3: it's, it's, it's wonderful, Mark. Yeah, it is absolutely wonderful. I get a wonderful.
2: kick out of it. Yeah. I really get a kick out of it. Because I know you guys are only kidding. I really don't. Do you? But...
3: Are, are we kidding? <laughs> thank you. Thank you for the call, Mark. Appreciate you checking it in. Are we only kidding? I mean, it depends who's asking, I guess. Honey, I was only kidding. It's a radio bit. Am I joking? There's always some truth behind a good joke, right? I don't know. Look, it's just, it, you're right, ultimately, we are joking around, but it is is—it is challenging, and it is difficult. It's just different, and for some reason, I'm so stubborn, I can't get my head around the idea that things done changed. Accept it. Accept your new reality. I'm holding on to the past. Eric is calling from Ron Conkoma. Good morning, Eric.
7: Hey, so good morning. Well, I do have to say, though, I'm very proud of you, though, for thinking ahead with the valentine's cards although although I, I am hoping though that one of the cards you have saved in the, the bank so to speak is not a duplicate of a recent one so yeah
3: i don't uh, even know if that matters well, i would assume not because i bought them you know all at once but who right. knows would, would my wife even remember does she even really care at this point well that's
7: it that's usually how you find out because <laughs> they're like hey didn't they just get this one you know yeah right but, uh yeah but uh and, and and you know you mentioned Cuba Gooding Jr. Uh, on your trip, mm-hmm. right? which is pretty close. Cool. You ran into him. But so my one of my nephews actually was in a movie with him. Uh, I can't believe it's 15 years ago already. But uh, um, but yeah, he he was in a movie with uh, with him and the and the uh, the girl from Hesper, uh, who's local also uh, from Long, Long Island. But
3: uh, yeah, I yeah, did yeah, not so run got... into him. I just saw. I happened to be searching. I was looking up info on that Sopranos uh, you know bar that everybody was talking about the piano bar and I saw that they posted something that he was there the night before I was considering going yeah. so I was like oh okay. yeah that,
7: that that would have been cool yeah, yeah. Oh. I tell you you know you're rattling off some of the names of the places that uh, people either suggested or or that you went to and I, I don't recognize any of these from when I went uh, in 99 uh, so I'm you know, it just uh, goes to show I guess it's changed a lot over there. But, yeah, uh, I last went um, in, in
3: 1998, 25 years ago, so it is significantly changed. But I okay. just noticed it's a lot of Italian restaurants for whatever reason. But anyway.
7: It is, too still a big gambling scene over
3: there too or? i mean it, they have casinos see the appeal to me yeah. 25 years ago was that you could gamble at 18 like you could drink right. and, and go into a casino at 18 because that's what i was 18 now i don't right. really care i've been doing that stuff for you know how many years here for the last 20 plus years so it doesn't really matter to me i did not walk right. into the casino once i walked past one every well, single day did not walk into it at all
7: right Right. well hey look i mean uh, obviously you know the Situation was different. I'm just glad you had a great time there. Well, thank you. Um, you know, the uh, so I heard, I heard on the the update, and one of my colleagues mentioned earlier about uh, you know the, the Ghost Runner. I guess is st- sticking around, uh, which I don't know. I, I'll be honest with you. I'm not a huge fan of it, I, and I, I, I really have. I haven't done the research on it, but I, I don't really think it's you know ended the games that much earlier. Than, than a lot of the extra inning games. I mean, I seem to recall a lot of, you know, ghost run in, uh, innings uh, where it's gone on three, four, five, you know, extra innings also uh, last season. So I don't think it's really changed. I mean, other than the strategy, supposedly, but, you know, it, it's a lot easier for the the other team to score just as easily as the first one uh with, with the ghost runner. So I I don't know. I mean, yeah, I see what you say. So
3: so you get so each team could score a run and then, I, I do feel like it does expedite the result. Uh, I, I do think the games end sooner than they would. But number one to me is the ad, the reason why I like it is it just adds intrigue right off the bat. Because prior to that, you're not really paying. Nothing. You're not paying attention. But it doesn't get interesting until there's a runner in scoring position. Okay, runner in scoring position. Now it gets interesting. And yeah,
7: and, I, I mean, I, I would normally agree with that. But it just, it just seems like it's like, like it's like it's a little too easy. Almost. I don't know. I, uh, uh, I mean, I yeah, don't. Yeah, it, is, maybe, it uh, is. It is. It, cheapen, know, it
3: but, You're right. It you know. cheapens it. It is too easy.
7: Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, So I guess, I guess, I don't know, we'll we'll have to see. But, but now again, too, now things will be still different, uh, this season with, I mean, if they're going to keep that around, obviously you have the, uh, the, the, the pitch clock and, and some other things. So who knows how that'll affect things, not to mention the schedule, the, uh, who they're playing will be different this year because it's a little bit of everybody now. Um, well what is it though within the division though i mean i know it's not the 19 games anymore right so uh, they...
3: it, it gets played. i think they it's 12 games now in the division or the they like, okay. something, something that like that it's significantly less they, yeah okay. it's it's around that number we'll, i forget the exact number there but it's a more balanced, we'll more schedule. balanced i like yeah. that
7: yes uh,
3: me too well, because all right can,
7: well look it's 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 right around the corner which is great so i like that and uh uh, you know, and, and a couple of days, uh, pitchers and catchers.
3: So let's go. Yeah, looking forward to it. Thank you for the call, as always, Eric. I mean, I'm excited. I know that pitchers and catchers are they reporting. You know, a lot of people are already reporting the last couple of days or so officially. I think it is tomorrow, uh, the pitchers and catchers report. It starts to get exciting. Buck uh, Showalter will speak, I believe, today at 11 a.m. for his first press conference of the spring. It's just, it, it gets you, it's not, we're not there yet. But it's a precursor. It's, it's coming. You know, it's coming soon. And then once baseball season starts, I mean, that's it. You got six, seven months of nonstop action every night. I love it. I live for baseball season, especially with these hours, because it's great to react to the games every single night. We're talking about both the Mets and the Yankees. There's always something happening, which is, it's a lot of fun. And obviously, with both these teams being as good as we expect them to be, it's even more fun. Dwight is calling from Asbury Park. What's up, Dwight?
6: Uh, Yes, I didn't talk about um, Mahomes. His passing yards, he only had 182 for the whole game. Put Tariq Hill on that field Sunday night, and he's well over 300. And Hill, I think he breaks he finally breaks Jerry Rice's mark for receiving yards in the game.
3: Right, but who cares? I, like, why do you care about that? Were you, were you not impressed with Mahomes' performance? Yeah, in, in terms of
6: passing yards, no, I figured he would have more. Right, but who cares? He won the game.
3: He was the MVP. He made big plays with his legs and his arms. Who cares about the number of yards that he had? Why Why is that a thing for you? Um, just for...
6: Just, just before we see his passing yards, I just, just thought he would have more.
3: Right. I mean, maybe did you bet the over or something? I'm just trying to figure out what the the angle is. No, I don't mess
6: with. I don't mess with gambling, though. No. Oh, but I, I, I understand. He would have over? I thought he would have more. Right.
3: I just don't under, Like for me, I've, it's not something that I've ever once in my life cared about where I thought, oh, you know what, uh, I wish, whatever, such and such quarterback threw for more yards. I don't care. I care about the teams winning the game. Obviously, he had a great performance, uh, Mahomes. So, I mean, the fact that he, you know, Jalen Hurts threw for over 300 yards. Do you think he'd trade places with Mahomes? Uh, yes, he would. Well, all right, so that's kind of oh. the point. I mean, I, I get it, maybe it would have been a more, it would have felt like a more dominating performance, but he threw for three touchdowns. He had big runs. I mean, I, Mahomes played great. So I don't think you need, you know, a lot of quarterbacks could throw for 300 yards, and sometimes they're empty yards. Like, it just doesn't, I never get caught up in the numbers. Yeah. Uh, what was the
6: problem with the field? The conditions were horrible.
3: The field conditions were awful. I agree with you, Dwight, and thank you for the call. And I don't understand it. That's one thing that to me, that should have been made a bigger deal than the holding call. The fact that the field, nobody can gain their footing. Different cleats are being used. And I mean, guys slipping all over the place. Kickers, defensive players not being able to get their footing. All over the place. The field was a mess. That can't happen. It can't happen ever. You talk about player safety. I mean, come on. You can't come up with a a field turf that's going to be serviceable for the biggest game in the sport
2: the Super Bowl figure it out go for it call the fan at 877-337-6666 powered by Superbook Sports visit Superbook.com got it back on the fan warm-up
3: and Cee-Lo. in just a few minutes we'll finish up with your calls 877-337-6666 one thing about baseball season we have such high expectations now for both these teams it could unfortunately lead to great disappointment I mean it's great to have the expectations and Yankee fans know about this every year I mean the expectations are World Series or bust and unfortunately since 2009 it's been bust. The Met fan and now getting acclimated to those type expectations where you're coming off a hundred and one win season, even though it was a successful season by many measures, still disappointing they didn't win the division. They got ousted embarrassingly so in the first round of the postseason. So the expectation is that they're going to, you know, surpass what they did a year ago. That's not, you know, not necessarily the case. It's a, a long season to get back to where they were. Then to go further than that, I mean, you know, if the Mets don't go to the World Series, and, and maybe even if they don't win one, it's going to be a disappointment. Obviously, that's the case with the Yankees. It's always the case. And you get back, you know, start it up again. Yeah, and there are great things in a season to take. Obviously, Aaron Judge with the historic season last year, that was the main storyline. The Yankees did win a postseason series before getting swept by the Astros. So there was some fun along the way, but the result ultimately disappointing. And with such high expectations, it leaves a lot more room for disappointment. And that is something that, you know, again, it's it's great to be able to have those high expectations and teams that should go to a World Series or compete to win a World Series, but it leaves you open for major disappointment where last year, for example, it wasn't that with the Mets. It was, all right, let's see what this team could do here under Buck Showalter in his first year you Know with Steve Cohen in year two. Let's see if they take a significant step. And they did. Not significant enough, but they did. Now it's going to be, hey, nothing less than a World Series win really will be acceptable several weeks after the season ends sure you could say oh yeah there's some good moments but ultimately you got to win the world series mike is calling from new rochelle what's up mike
6: hey
1: cousin sal what's up brother how are we doing man how are you mike uh hanging in there man you know saturday night i was sitting i had nothing to do i put my kids to sleep i'm sitting there i'm looking at last year's lineup for the metis and this year's lineup and let me tell you, man, the the Correa move really would have kept us at par with the other teams, what they did, you know, because you got to look at it. Philly got Trey Turner. You know, they got much better this offseason. Atlanta's still a juggernaut. You know what I mean? Like, look at our lineup, man. Like, Ruff is on this roster. It's, he's got to go, man. This guy cannot start on the yeah, you know Yeah,
3: you can't get caught up. Uh, he's going to be irrelevant, though. For, I mean, oh, I'm, why
1: I'm not... he on the team, Sal. Don't you get irked seeing still seeing him on this team? Like, yeah, wouldn't I... you rather see Trey Mancini?
3: Nah, I don't care about Trey Mancini either. I mean, I, I don't think that either of those two players are difference makers. I was okay with them bringing on Tommy Pham. You know what irks me? Daniel Vogelback. Yeah, that's what irks me.
1: Oh, now, no, me too. He's a golfer. Yeah. He should be on the PG. He's a golf. His swing is just so agitating. It's both like hit or miss. You know, it was. I guess got yeah, go. yeah, right. I, I'm sorry. I, I I'm guess sorry. both.
3: You're right. The combination of the two. I just. I feel like it's inevitable that Ruff is going to be gone. The problem to me is Vogelback because they are making him their primary DH. I mean, he's going to be in the lineup, which <sighs> is, is just hard for me to believe. No.
1: No, no. I mean, they got everything right. They they bolstered the pitching staff, even though Jake the Snake left us. You know, <laughs> our pitching staff is still up there. Our bullpen got much better. You know what I mean? But And
3: even the bullpen, you don't know year to year, but it it's 100% yeah. better than what it was last year going in, where you look at Diaz, Adovino back, even though I don't trust him, still having him back. He was good last year. Then Brooks Raley from the left side and David Robertson. I mean, that is a... Those are a, a strong. And then the kid
1: form. they got from uh, Eliza, uh, the kid from Florida, too, they made the move for him. Right. And then, you know, stretching out Peterson and McGill as well. Oh, well, those guys are going yeah, like, to.
3: Yeah, those guys will be depth pieces in the minors. Yeah, Drew Smith, I know they like him. I don't necessarily love him. But going into the year last year, their bullpen was a clear weak point. This year, I think that it could be a strength, but who the hell knows? They're so fickle year to year with that. the bullpen.
1: Yeah, wow, we need that, you know what I mean? Like that Correa bat would have been sick, you know, even though I thought it was like a little at the time unnecessary because I think we got Otani on on the on the sunrise next year anyway. But for this year to put the, it's just embarrassing. You know, I'm sorry to say it as a Mets fan. I, don't think I, a... I, I could line up a hundred people behind me, you know, and, and they could say the same thing, man. Ruff and Vogel back have to go. Have I... a beautiful day, brother. You
3: too, Mike. I appreciate you checking. I don't embarrassing is strong. It's not embarrassing. The problem you have with the Mets lineup is that it's very similar to a lineup that disappointed a year ago. And there are no guarantees. Yeah, If you could just pencil in Lindor for what he did last year, which was basically play every game and perform at a high level. You think that that's going to happen again? If I'm sitting here saying, well, there's no way Aaron Judge is going to hit 62 homers again. Well, why would I think that Lindor is going to play a full season again? He may be good, but he maybe he plays 150 games. I don't know. I mean, I just, maybe he does play 162. Who the hell knows? Maybe Judge does hit 65. Who knows? Odds are you, from year to year, you know, things happen. Whether it's injuries, whether it's poor performance, whatever. Maybe Alonzo takes a step back this year. Just has a bad year. See, the Mets can't overcome. They're not good enough right now to overcome an injury to Marte that's going to keep him out a while or any kind of setback from Alonzo or Lindor. Not to mention the two top starting pitchers with Verlander and Scherzer. They cannot have those guys miss extended time they're not built well enough and they're a good team they're talented and they are deep but with that top talent if you don't get top performances from those guys they're in trouble and in particular in the starting lineup because I do think that they have enough depth in the rotation look if they lose Verlander or Scherzer you know for the year it's going to be a problem Although, last year they basically had the whole year without DeGrom and they were okay. But if they lose both of those guys for extended periods, you're going to be seeing a lot of Peterson and Tyler McGill along with Quintana and Carrasco. That could be an issue. But the lineup is thin to begin with. It's good, but it's a bat short to begin with. If, for whatever reason, Lindor and Alonso don't do what they did a year ago... They're going to be in trouble. They're going to need to go get another bat, which they might need to do anyway. The good news is I have confidence that Steve Cohen will make sure Billy Epler goes and gets that bat, assuming there's one out there. All right, that does it for us. Thanks to Fleegs, as always, for his help. Thanks to everybody who called and listened. Appreciate each and every one of you. Be back again tonight at midnight for the five-hour marathon show on a Wednesday morning. Warm-up show with Alan Ceele. That's coming up next.
2: Sports Radio 101. Nine and